Welcome back to the Historical Light Masonic Podcast. Tonight, we're going to be talking about something really special to Masons, traveling. And we have a brother on tonight that hosts a podcast all about being the traveling man. Maybe you've heard of the Traveling Man Masonic Podcast, and if you have, you're in for a treat tonight. We have that brother on, going to walk us through all about his show, his travels, and maybe some of the history that he's seen in those travels. So we got a great episode lined up for you right after this on Historical Light. Stick with us. Welcome back to the Historical Light Masonic Podcast, dedicated to illuminate our past and bring our Masonic history to light since 2016. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Historical Light, a Masonic show focused on the historical events and aspects within Freemasonry. I'm your host, Brother Alex Powers, back for episode number, what is this, 117? And we got with us a very special guest with us tonight, Brother Jim Hall from the Traveling Man podcast. My brother, thank you so much for being with us. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. I'm honored. Now, for anyone that may not know you, shame on them, go check out the show. Uh, but would you mind giving us a little introduction, just who you are and a little bit about your Masonic history? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, Jim Hall. I'm a Mason just about nine years. Um, January, I believe. Hard to believe. It's like a blink of an eye. Um, past master of East Palestine Lodge 417 in Ohio in 2019. Current district education officer of the 24th Masonic District. And... A uh, member of Youngstown York Rite, Valley of Youngstown Scottish Rite, Alcoran, and I just got my, actually today, I just got my Allied Masonic Degrees invitation. Hey, hey, congratulations. Pretty, pretty excited about that. Didn't know it was coming today, so pretty pumped. So that's kind of my Masonic backstory. I am a um, marketing and social media worker for an auction company, and I also okay. Director of Programs for the Grand Lodge of Ohio. So I kind of do a dual work, but luckily I work at home and can split the time pretty easily. As That's for, fantastic. As for so, joining, so I do uh, marketing and yeah. I do a lot of social media and stuff as well. So this very well may get off to a nerdy side tangent, just okay. fair warning for everyone watching. But <laughs> I love it. So I want to hit you with a couple questions just to get to know you as a person before we dive into sure. the topic for this evening. Uh, but first and foremost, I'm always curious with our guests, do you have Masonic history prior to yourself and your family? You know, you know, my grandfather was, and the only thing I remember, he passed away when I was a freshman. I can remember okay. his Masonic ring, and my grandmother was in Eastern Star, and I can remember her vividly saying, I have stars tonight. I didn't know what that meant at the time. Right. You know, and he, he passed away before I was kind of of age to ask what that was about. And he was old school. He wasn't telling everybody. He wasn't shouting right. the rooftops, you know. So other than that, no, I, I don't have any any Masonic ties. Very cool. So so knowing your, your grandfather and not really knowing that connection of your, your grandmother there, what was it that made you decide to want to become a Mason? Was it that or was it something else? You know, that has always intrigued me. I always 
I can remember that ring and remember the, the car decals and just driving through our small towns and, you know, in East Palestine and Negley, that's they're two and a half miles away and they both have Masonic lodges. So we would pass them almost daily. And, you know, it would be as I got older, you hear a lot of mysteries as we, you know, <laughs> sure. as we all know. And it just, it was intriguing. I love history and it, you know, there was a common thread. It just kept coming up. And so it was always on my radar. It took me a long time to actually get involved because I didn't know how. And I wasn't okay. overly pushing the envelope of trying to find out. I just was kind of, well, I don't know. So we'll figure it out when we figure it out. But that that's kind of my, kind of the reasoning. Fantastic. So now that gets you uh, your your family backstory and that gets you into masonry. What's kept you around since you've gotten in? I think knowing where the treasure is on the back of the Declaration of Independence. You know, that was a big one. <laughs> now, you know what? You it's, went to that meeting. All right. <laughs> I know. See, that's <laughs> you guys get more involved and you'll learn too. Yeah. You go know, to Lodge. <laughs> that's right. No, you know what? It's it's the connections and fellowships it's and we we talked about this before you know it's the chad kapinski's the jess Raineses, the jason laramie's from wisconsin i have i'm contractually i have to mention his name in everything i do so if he's out there he's a chairman of the ed committee for wisconsin so he may come up a little later but it's it's all of those connections with the guys that i would have never met never known never realized how good they were and then never realized how much they're contributing to making me better, you know, and that's, it just, most it, definitely. And anytime I kind of wore out or tired of running with masonry, cause it is a run, like I'm sprinting everywhere. It seems like another connection pops up and that fire just gets lit up again. I absolutely love it. That, that's a good problem to have. I mean, we all hear about, you know, Masonic burnout, especially for guys that are, really engaged sure. it's real <laughs> oh, yeah. it's real well fantastic man i i am stoked to get to learn more about you and more about the show and everything that's brought into your masonic journey um as we edge towards that topic this evening i want to take a quick moment here just to give a huge thanks uh, to all of our Patreon supporters. If you support the show, thank you so much. We've been around since 2016, and we are fully dedicated to that topic of Masonic history and illuminating our past. If you like what we do here, like what you see, you can help support the show by going over to the website, historicallight.com slash support, or click support the show up in the menu bar there. And you can do so through Patreon and get all the awesome perks. We have various levels with various, uh, various perks there. And, uh, Help us keep the lights on. So we appreciate anything you're willing to do. So my brother, the Traveling Man podcast. Yes, sir. Now, when exactly did uh, this this venture start? How old is the podcast? Uh, the podcast is coming up at, on it just went over two years old. Um, Happy birthday. That, yeah, it's hard to believe. You know, something I was just kicking around and it's the traction. It just it's unbelievable. You know, we just another thing at the time of like i said i'm a marketer so i want to get freemasonry out into the world i want the guys Definitely. like myself who spent the better part of 10 years not really knowing how not that i was pushing to get in but 
if I had an easy access, like a podcast or a Facebook page or something, I may have found Freemasonry a lot earlier. Right. So, so doing that, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, the whole meal deal, you know, it, that was one of those things that just been kicking around a couple months. And finally, I brought it up to my wife. And I think she just got tired of me talking to her about masonry. And she'd be like, that's great. Why don't you, why don't you talk to other people about Lodge? <laughs> but, you know, that was that was it. In November of 2020, we, uh, we kind of brought that up and went back and forth. And that was Christmas that year. I got two mics. I got the wrong mics. I didn't realize they were omnidirectional. So they were picking up. You the, could hear everything. <laughs> oh, the, the furnace, the water pipe, you know, everything. So a couple episodes in, we traded those out for some audio technica and you know so but you know february 1st we released our first episode um one upright regular step with brother ben barnes it's a horrible episode now that i'm you know 48 will come out this monday with uh right wars from brother mike mccandlish and listening back to that one it's actually just hard to <laughs> it's hard to go through like wow what were you doing there's a lot of pauses and ums <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, starting in these ventures, especially, I mean, technology is always growing, right? Like, you know, we were talking in the green room before the show about taking on this monster that is TikTok. You know, <laughs> it's oh, yeah. always evolving. Starting back with historical light, I remember the very first episode, and back then we weren't doing it live. Uh, it, was, it was recorded, and we were bringing guys in over Skype, and I was using this third-party software that would then, because I'm OCD and I had to edit everything meticulously, which still sucked. Um, but I had this third-party software that let me, instead of just two screen or one screen like this with two videos, would let me get the actual separate video files. So my very first episode uh, was with David Harrison in the UK. And we talked for like hour and a half, two hours. It was excellent for our first episode, just phenomenal get off, thank him so much, click save, corrupt file. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know how embarrassing it is to call, like, hey, man, that was great. Am <laughs> I doing that again tomorrow and just, like, pretend like we never did it? <laughs> you know, well, you know, the funny thing, and I got in my notes here, which is a great segue right into that, um, most worship brother Jess Rains was master, was grandmaster of Ohio the year I was master in 2019. He installed me, and we kind of crossed paths a bunch that year. And he was kind of my highlight for the first season is what I wanted to call it, you know. Okay. Episode 15, and that was when I started talking about doing the podcast. They're like, you know, don't load the front of your show with all the big names. You know, you got to kind of space it out. And so it makes sense. So I'm like, all right, I'll wait till 15. And I drove out. He met me at um, – Canton Masonic Temple, and it's about two hours for me and a little over two and a half for him to hit there. And we recorded for over three hours, and it was the same thing. Wow. It, was, it was just unbelievable, the content. And we had another brother, um, worship brother Jim Seeley there, who was just watching. And he's like, I can't believe it was three hours. It felt like it was 30 minutes, just perfect. And same thing, thanked him, grabbed the bike to eat, went home. Couple days later, I plugged the card in. Okay, where's the file at? And yeah, <laughs> and I, I posted on on Facebook. You know, does anyone know how to get a corrupt file off of an SD card? And he texted me a few minutes later. He's like, 
I really hope that's not the podcast we just recorded. And so gotta love it. So it took us, we end up sitting it back seven more episodes. We let it sit. So it would be, so we wouldn't try to make the same thing and it wouldn't sound right. Right. Real. I just see uh, brother rains pop up in the comments over on Facebook. Ah, the lost episode. The lost episode, <laughs> episode fifteen. <laughs> hey man, it happens. You know, I, I've I've said many times, especially when we switched over to the live format. If historical light has its own history of anything, it's the history of technical difficulties. So it's real. <laughs> the struggle is real. Yes. But let's get to know your show just a little bit better. So obviously, it's called the Traveling Man Podcast. The Traveling Man is is hugely symbolic within Freemasonry. What made you want to go that route specifically? And if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about your show in general, what people can expect by tuning in. Well, well yeah. And you know what? The Traveling Man, it, I was kicking around an idea like how, what do I name it? How does it, it needs to be something that is a little different than everything else because it doesn't want to sound like the same thing. Sure. And I can remember being at a um, district deputy of ours, uh, John Martin. And somebody laid down their wallet and he's like, oh, I see a traveling man. And that, that had always stuck in my head. I was, might've been my first year in masonry. And I'm like, oh, I like that. And that, that phrase doesn't come up as much as I'd like it to, right. I guess. So it's always stuck in my head as the traveling man. And I always, I don't want to say I view myself as the traveling man, but we're all traveling men. And that's, that's kind of part of it, and that's where the show came from. What to expect from the show is a conversation. And, I love it. And I, I kind of looked at a lot of other shows, and there were a lot of different directions, whether they were um, Masonic history, deep esoteric, things like that. And, and I like a lot of that, but I'm not, I don't delve that deep into it myself. I'll listen to presentation or comment a little bit, but... It's just not my thing. I just, I'm a BSer. I love talking. I love talking. <laughs> I love talking about life and what, what gets people excited. What, why, why did they do this? Why right. did they stay? What are, what did it feel like when you got installed as master in 2018 or, you know, as grandmaster or what did it feel like when you were, when you were not grandmaster the next year, you know, there's so many different things and it's just, you know, what people are thinking. It's all the same but it's always different. You know, my, my journey and your journey, obviously we got to the same place, but how we did that will always be different. And what I take is one of the main things you may think, well, I like that, but this was the main thing that was the driver for me. Right. Right. You know, it, it's beautiful because obviously, you know, Mason's watching this can relate as you know, you get your third and you're able to travel around, even in just in your local area, going to, lodges on the other side of your city or even the other side of your state you know a lot of these guys you'll know from seeing a maybe at annual session or just visiting other lodges and stuff and as much as there's you know masonic lodges do a lot of the same stuff right we have we have the ritual it's it's the same format whatever each lodge also kind of has its uh individuality sure. so like you travel around you you get these little these subtle differences and then not only that, you get to meet all these amazing brothers that have stories of their own yeah. uh, that impact their lodge, that will impact you. And I know even just at my home lodge, some of the 
most edifying conversations I've had is just on those random times. You'll stay after lodging, you just catch yourself sitting there talking to the 94 year old that's been there forever. And yeah. uh, you're talking about absolutely nothing. You get, just get into this mind blower uh, conversation. So putting focus back into that, especially after a time like what we just went through with COVID, I think is tremendously important. And I, I love the connection it plays into the modern day because I mean, what you and me are doing right now is traveling in a manner, right? Sure. But yeah. we're also not, <laughs> no, but it's weird how right. brothers can connect. It's, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and during COVID we had a, a few different things. Actually, most worship brother rain set this up where we would get on zoom calls every Tuesday. Yeah. And it was just to see how everybody was doing because we weren't going to lodge. And it's like a big black hole in my heart. You know, I couldn't, that's kind of like my uh, fortress of solitude. I go there and all the bad stuff goes away and I get to focus and get re-energized for life, you know? And there were so many different guys from New York, Virginia, Vermont, Maine, all over Florida, every place that even though we were going through this, epidemic which was terrible i actually met a lot of guys that were that yes were facebook friends but i follow them now like i'm interested in right. what they're doing and what you know i can't be in virginia so facebook's got to be it you know um but but then the same thing with the podcast and the reach is just people message me it blows my mind a, a gentleman message messaged me from australia and you know, for me, it's just, well, I'm, just, I'm putting out a podcast. I'm not thinking about Australia. I'm just trying to do the best I can. And to, to reach that far and spread that light of masonry, that's something that really keeps me going. Oh, 100%, man. 100%. So obviously, being historical light, we want to dig into a little bit of the history. And I know you've had this chance to do traveling in your Masonic career. Cool. Tell me a little bit about some of the history that you've gotten to witness by traveling around and, and doing this in your Masonic career. You know, there's there's a couple a couple highlights, and and the first one will actually um, the next my next podcast is coming out, episode forty eight with uh, Ray Worship Brother Mike McCandlish, current Grand Orator of the Grand Lodge of Ohio. Um, I traveled to Lancaster Lodge number fifty seven to meet up with him. And they have a grandmaster's apron from 1824, Ooh. which which in itself is really cool. Uh, you know, right. it's that old, and I was a you know it was in a frame, but I was afraid to breathe too heavy. I didn't want to you know, turn the dust. <laughs> but the really cool part of it is, um, and if anyone's history buffs out here, Civil War General William Tecumseh Sherman, um, his father Charles Sherman. All right, yeah, got to make sure that was right. Uh, it was he was Grand Master of the State of Ohio in 1824, so they have his apron there. So that's that was a really cool. I didn't expect that to come that up. Is. He didn't. He kind of left that out of the notes that I had for him. So that was a cool little side thing there. Um, you know the so many temples are just such beautiful edifices that yeah. You know the the Scottish Rite Cathedral in Indianapolis. We went out there for the Tri-Degree Day in 2019, and to be in their big auditorium and see that carved wood 
And to think about the men that have sat in that room before me for, you know, decades and decades. <laughs> it's it just, when you think about it that way and you think about these different lodges and even my own master seat in East Palestine, just the weight of Freemasonry, it's just, I don't, I don't know if people think about that as much. And it really, really hits home with me for, for that. But um, other things I've seen, we went out to um, the Masonic Temple in Philadelphia. and That's an amazing one. You know, it, actually, that whole trip, I have to go through the whole trip and you have to bear with me because I just start running. You rain, <laughs> rain me in if you want. You know, so I, I had um, uh, the Grand Master of Pennsylvania, Jeff Wanderling, on the show. And we had, we had talked and we were going to go out the night before, stay, interview him in the morning, take the tour, and then kind of head out. In talking with uh, the people at the temple, they said, you know, if you're coming out the night before, why don't you visit a lodge meeting? There's a few lodges meeting that night. So we met uh, Williams Corinthian Lodge, uh, Williamson Corinthian, excuse me. And, you know, we're on the complete other state, other side of Pennsylvania. So it's six and a half hours, I think, drive time. And it was, you That's know, it was just like going to Dewey's Palestine Lodge. Those guys welcomed us, wouldn't let us. We tried to put money into the kitty, you know, to tip. They're like, no, you, you're not doing that. Like, if you don't have to, it's all right. But, you know, going there and just seeing some of the history and, you know, there's a, a letter written to that lodge from George Washington that was there. They, they sent a uh, congratulations on, excuse me, on winning the presidency and he responded to that. So that was just the, how many times do you get to see a handwritten letter? Right. Washington, you know, no the doubt. I've got to him other than that's the quarter. So, um, but, but then to go out there and see that whole building to sit with Jeff and talk for over an hour. And then the thing that I love, and this, this is something with, um, grandmasters, purple of the fraternity, if you will. When I, when I was first in lodge, you know, it was to me a little intimidating to see these guys, sure. in big gold chains. And, you know, I don't know exactly what they're doing. Am I allowed to talk? Do I raise my hand? You know, <laughs> all of that. And the thing I love about it is the more you talk to those guys, you know, they're just like you and I. Right. And the cool part at, at that time, we were finishing up the show and I had two other brothers that had went out there with me and they were waiting to go on the tour. And he came out and introduced himself. And he actually took us on like a little back tour of where the Grand Master's paintings are. And, you know, probably like 20 minutes of, you know, check this out. And, you know, if you guys are staying afterwards, he's like, I don't have anything for a couple hours. We could just go hang out. And, you know, that's, a, a gentleman that I had only met once for about 20 minutes at the, an annual communication a couple of years ago. Just, it's unbelievable. Those are um, when some of the best conversations happen, man. Sure. But you know, you mentioned that and it, it, it makes me think. So yeah, like we delve into Masonic history and Freemasonry has some phenomenal names. I mean, you can go back and, and think about, you know, Wilmshurst and, and Pike and Mackey and just the list goes on and on. 
And while we, you know, we get into these documents and we're reading like, oh my God, you know, these guys were just larger than life. In the time, they were just another brother to yep. so many men. Now, in their period, it was much different because they didn't have this mean of, you know, means of communication and, sure. and digital travel. And, you know, so people would get to know them by their limited release of words, their, their publications, whatever. And it wasn't so much like, oh, psh, yeah, I know Jim, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it makes me wonder, like, you know, it, if we had something more like audio or, or even what we're doing here um, back in those early days, uh, I think I think it would blow all of our minds to get to know more deeply the personality, uh, some of the traits and just the rest of the story, you know, <laughs> between so many of these guys. Uh, Freemasonry today has something very unique uh, with what we're doing here. And I don't know, 100 years from now, I don't know, I don't know if uh, it'll work for us or against us but <laughs> it's out there we'll see i'm saying it's working for us that's my call so hopefully. there you go that's fantastic man so what going through the traveling man podcast you know one of the things i really admired um that i'm a little jealous of with this show because my setup here is in my guest bedroom downstairs i'm i'm digital i get to talk to guys all over the world but one of the major differences is i see in so many of yours you are in that temple you've got your mobile set up you're sitting there talking yep. to the brothers face to face and i'm a little envious of that I, th I think that adds multiple more layers to that conversation and i mean while you're talking about a certain lodge or whatever you're there you know yep. how cool is that how does how does that play into your conversations you know i try if at all possible to get to those places there are some i had charles ward on he was in alaska just wasn't going to work. I pitched it to the wife. She wasn't down for it. You know? <laughs> but I mean, it's a write-off. Yeah, I should have said it. I, he'd met, if I said he would have met us on a cruise, she might have went for it, but I wasn't. I, hindsight, I hindsight. Maybe next season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I love talking, you know, like we're doing right now. This is, this is great and live, so it's a little different than a Zoom. But there's just an aspect of being – in the lodge in Definitely. person and i mean you know same as i do at the when you're at a lodge and you're in the middle of that conversation and you can just feel it you can feel that spark and it just whatever that masonic thing is that gets going it it tends to carry over more when you're in person i just i love it i absolutely love it. i love to be able to look into the guy's eye and you know, you can read the body language of, okay, well, maybe this isn't hitting the mark here. Let's, you know, let's change the, the tune just a little bit of what we're talking about. Or, you know what, we're just really hitting it off here. We're going to scrap what we have next and just go down this rabbit hole. Right. It's, it's really a cool thing in it. And it keeps a lot of the guys comfortable. And yeah, I mean, that's I, important. I, even, I told you in the green room before this, I was nervous. This is the first time that I'm not the host. So I kind of feel like Ricky Bobby with my hands. Like, what do I do? <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to question you and I got to, you know, pull back the reins, but you'd be surprised how many guys, you know, you sit down and the only difference is there's a mic. Everything yeah. else is exactly the same and they start to really gum up a little bit sometimes. So being in that home setting can kind of calm that down. And after a few minutes, the mic disappears and then we're just talking. Right, right. 
So you know what I, I truly appreciate about that concept and what you're doing is, you know, playing a little double-edged sword here. What what this show focuses on is the past. And we're talking to guys of today and really delving into matters of the past, though. And while like coming on, we got a little bit of your story and stuff, that's that's a little bit of today, but the majority of the show is the past. With you, so like there's when when you get into history, there's this issue that we're facing. Because guys like me are pushing so hard to preserve what we have because we're losing it again. Sure. But in that struggle, because we are so far behind on that, it's very easy to lose sight of that today, right now, is the history of tomorrow. And in a large way, we're doing ourselves the disservice by not preserving right now. And we're going to be always playing that catch up. But by formats uh, like yours and guys like you, that are just willing to do something as I'm not going to call it simple, but just to sit down and have that conversation. Yeah. You are effectively preserving the history of today. You're talking to today's Freemasons, having that conversation, breaking the ice between the two and actually delving into that conversation. So thank you for what you're doing there because not enough of us are doing that. We, we often forget about today. Sure. Well, you know, I going through the show notes, I, I was looking and I'm like, okay, what historical things have I seen? You know, and I'm, I'm thinking because I, sure, right, yeah. I want to I bring up some good points because I want to sound good. And, and I kind of thought that like, you know, well, it's kind of each guy's history. You know, it's each, each member's history or the history of what just happened at the communication or installation or whatever it may be. So it's history on a small current scale, yeah. which once again, it's so not groundbreaking that it surprises me that people just love it. It's I'm, well, I'm it, excited. It's amazing because I don't know any lodge I've been to. And I, I think that's just the beautiful thing about masonry. There's, I think for every Mason, there's just something about masonry that you can't always pinpoint or you can't always describe eloquently. No matter where I travel, It's like, I have a great time. I have great conversations. Yes. You don't get to experience those unless you're there. And you got to think, well, those are happening all the time, all around us, all around the world right now. So it's amazing because while you're there and you got to partake in this little conversation, it seemed nothing to you because, oh, that was just Dale or whoever. Yeah. No one else got that. But right. so many people can take away from those conversations. I mean, Masons love to talk, right? We <laughs> we yes. interact very well with one another. Um, but but just by putting that out there, I mean that's that's huge. You know that it's one of the things the talking points, and you you mentioned it earlier in the show about visiting other lodges, getting out, yeah, seeing those lodges. The the crazy thing, you know, for myself, my own journey starting. You know, I kind of had the lodge and I was a shy guy at first. I really didn't do this. So I think that may be part of the amazement in myself of this show doing as well as it does, because I still think of me as quiet, shy Jim that didn't like to talk. And, um, you know, I started out with that core group of East Palestine guys, go to lodge, really enjoy their friendship, brotherhood. Well, then we started traveling to our district installations or inspections or whatnot. And the more I traveled, then all of a sudden it wasn't just East Palestine Lodge anymore. It was the 24th district guys. They were all my guys. Right. You know, and then, you know, just 
interacting with the podcast and different people across the state. You know, now it's when you get to go to the communication, like it's everybody, it's Ohio. These are all my guys. And that, that's the thing that just, I love that. And I try to get that across to anyone that is joining Lodge. That's one thing that I tell them and not to beat a dead horse, but the what you put into it is what you get out of it. If you don't show up, you won't ever know. And that's, you'd be surprised what happens when you just show up. 90% of life is just showing up. <laughs> that's so true. That is so true. So that that's, that's one of the cool things with it that is blows my mind every day when people comment and say, Hey, I listened, I love this, or I'm driving and I, I put it on going to work. It just, it's, it's very humbling that they want to listen to me because when I listen to me, I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> you sound terrible. You, you know, your S is kind of slur a little bit and you're, <laughs> but you know, it, it's a cool thing and I love it. That's fantastic. I'm peeking over here at the uh, Facebook comments. We got a lot of fans of the traveling man podcast uh, jumping right. in here. We've got a uh, brother Jay Clark on here saying, Hey Jim, I love you. Yeah, Jason, Jason, man, what's up? Let's see. Brother Clark also said, brother, are you going, or we are going to have to talk after and welcome to AMD. Congratulations, by the way. Jay's the kind of guy that it's a 15 minute call that's three hours. So give me a call tomorrow, man. (laughs) Not tonight. Let's see. We've got brother uh, Higgins on here, brother Richardson, brother Clark. Uh, Brother Wells, good evening from Mount Ovalet, 226, 9th District. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Brother James Richardson says, I've been to Philadelphia Lodge, such a phenomenal building. I would love to attend a meeting there. That would be phenomenal. Uh, unfortunately, so much in my travels, uh, it's, it's always on an off day or something. I'll you know, usually get to see the building or talk to some brothers, but I rarely get to attend lodge uh, in places that I visit. How's, how's that been with you? you? You get to go around a lot of these lodges. Have you been able to actually attend meetings? You at know a bunch what? Of them or? No, and, and it's the same thing you know, with work and you know, life. I have a, a 12 and an eight-year-old son, so they're... <laughs> They're running all the time too, so trying to keep tabs on what sport they're in or what they're doing. My oldest is he has the first degree of Demolayan, so that's that's exciting. And then football got in the way of the next degree, but Chris Gillum, <laughs> I guarantee you we will be back. And I apologize if you're listening right now. Um, you know, so a lot of that time is, you know, I went on Black Friday and met up with uh, Mike McCandlish because I knew my wife was out all day shopping and we weren't really going to do anything. So I shot down there and that was during the day. So I didn't get to experience lodge for that. The nice thing is sometimes with my grand lodge job, I can kind of fashion that into doing that, but I don't do it that often just because of how much I'm traveling as it is. Sure. So it, it was kind of a nice experience to get that Philadelphia one and get out there and and be in a different state. That was pretty cool. But the majority of them are, you know, just if I'm traveling somewhere for that degree, that's when I get to see them. Normally it's on off times too. Right. Right. No, for me, um, you know, I've, I've had some blessings of situations, uh, 
going up speaking at Attleboro Lodge, Massachusetts, uh, with RJ out Chicago, and just kind of all these places. And, you know, oddly enough, some of these events have happened at times that, you know, as we were talking earlier about kind of revitalizing that spark and, and avoiding that burnout. And there was definitely times where I was sluggish, I was burning out, and being able to travel and get out and meet other brothers, see how things are done, uh, the differences in so many levels uh, in Massachusetts and Chicago and all these different places uh, just really hit that on switch for me and just, you know, really brought things around with, with your show, your opportunities to travel brothers, you meet through the show and digitally, how would you say those means of traveling have impacted your Masonic journey? You know, I, I think huge. And that's, it's the kind of thing, when you're so plugged in, and I don't want to say I'm more plugged in than the normal Mason. I just, I do a lot with the podcast and social media and whatnot. There are times when I just don't want to post or I don't want to edit yeah. or I don't want to record. You know, sometimes it's easier just to sit in the basement in my shorts and, you know, watch TV, you know, watch the new whatever's coming out on Netflix. But, it's you know listening to these guys journeys and they're so passionate about what happened you know or who led them to masonry or what happened in masonry that was you know some of the some of the things really pull on your heartstrings it's you know it's really amazing what some guys have went through or you know met and seen in in the uh, craft and that's the kind of thing that continues to push me to keep going and it it continues to make me want to spread that light to to those guys that may not have found it or don't know how or aren't right. sure what freemasonry is if they can listen to the podcast and say oh you know what i've known rube ginder for 20 years and didn't realize he was a mason masonry sounds pretty cool he absolutely loves it but i never he never wears a ring or a decal so i wouldn't know about it if that brings somebody in the lodge or gives them that vehicle to get the lodge, then I've done what I needed to do. Oh, hundred percent. So we, we've talked a little bit about some of the places you've traveled. If granted not to piss off the wife too much, but if you were able to go anywhere you wanted, where would be the next place you'd travel to? Oh my goodness. Okay. I didn't know this one was was coming and, and there and if there needs to be there'll be a cruise involved that's fine so, <laughs> yeah. you know what i would love to go to freemasons hall in, yes you know in the uk i've just in following it it's personally it's been one of my goals to get them to follow one of our one of my lodges here social media wise i haven't got them yet i'm working on them but if you're out there listening, follow me, please. <laughs> there you go. But, you know, but it's, you know, and just watching the Netflix inside Freemasonry that they did and talking to those yeah. guys, you know, there's, you know, same here. There's so much history there and it's, it's the same, but it's not the same. So I'd love to see all those little nuances and differences that, you know, go different jurisdictions, different cr countries to that fact. So I think that that would be pretty cool. And I've had a few guys that have had, tr have traveled over there and they, you know, they speak about the harmony afterwards and the fellowship and, you know, it really hits a, hits a chord that 
I, I'd like to do that. So I agree. Cool. Yeah. I could do a cruise to that one too. <laughs> there you go. Cruise right across the pond. Yeah. No, that I, I you know, as much as uh, all of our Grand Lodges are separate now, I, it's still kind of the Mecca in a lot of ways, right? Like Freemasons Hall, like everyone wants to get there. And uh, yeah. they do a phenomenal job over there, especially as we we're talking about their social media and uh, other aspects of what they're doing. They're, they're killing it. I would, uh, I would totally love to get over there one day. I agree with you on that. Be nice, uh, really nice to see. Yeah. I know you had mentioned uh, Brother Ward from Alaska, and I mean, he's a traveling man of himself. Yeah. Uh, so we did Masonicon, Kansas last year, and he came down all the way from Alaska to yeah, Masonicon, Kansas. He shot me a message, and you know, I know I'd sponsored that. The podcast. Yes, yes, you did. And, Thank you. And no problem. And he messaged me. He's like, hey, are you going to be going to this? And it, it was funny. Normally, my wife actually is super cool with me traveling the majority of the time. You know, I don't want to make it sound like she's an old begrudging, but the big travels, you know, Candace, that's a big one. You know, to Columbus isn't, yeah, it's three hours or whatever, but that's not your life, you know. Right. Um, and she actually brought up, she's like, you should probably go out to that. I'm like, I wasn't, and it, I never planned on it. I'm like, you know, I was just going to do the sponsorship and, you know, I don't want to get too crazy. I don't have any banners. I didn't have lapel pins at the time. And, you know, I'm like, I'd just stand out there. I wouldn't have anything to give out. So I, I said I wasn't, and that's when he messaged me like two or three days later. And he's like, are you going down? I'm like, no. He's like, I saw your sponsor and I thought you'd be there. I thought we could meet up and, you know, it just, it's unbelievable to see the amount of traveling, you know, to, to move back just to Alaska, you know, that state is unbelievably huge. I didn't, right. Didn't think about it until I was having him on the show and started looking at it. And then, you know, talking with him and some of those places you have to take, there are not roads. You have to fly out the places you take, you know, take boats. It's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> It, it adds a whole nother level to it. Yeah. Like kudos <laughs> to you for traveling as a real traveling man, you know? Oh, so uh, here's uh, your traveling's getting thrown a little under the bus. Brother Chad is saying, so you are coming to uh, MC or MCME, right? Yes. The West Conference Masonic Education. I, I will <laughs> most definitely be there. Don't worry, Chad. All right. Chad, he's on the list, man. Yeah. You and got also, it. how's the chickens doing? Just, just, just wondering. Just yeah, wondering. just throwing it out there, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Very cool. So, so, what do you have in the lineups coming uh, in the near future? What, what, what episodes can we expect? Well, and you know what? That's the the crazy thing about it. My wife, we we talk a lot about the show, and I don't have a co-producer or whatnot. It's kind of all me. So, I'm usually banging thoughts off her and what she thinks, and you know, back sure. and forth. I, I have a list of potential people and that's where I, I keep it. it. And I try to keep it as dynamic and as to the cuff as possible, because, you know, if I schedule you out, let's say if we did this six months from now, we recorded right now. So I could get right. a heads up on it. Well, you know, who knows what may happen in that six months that would be ground true. your Masonic journey that we missed. And then by That's the true. time the show comes out, you know, so I have a few guys on, on the list, Keith Manbeck, if you're listening, he's the current grand Tyler, 
we got to talk at communication. He's he said he was waiting for his invite, but he's he's going to be on there. And and that's that's one of the things, especially with um, like Mike McCandless, the Grand Orator. Up until Mike, I've either had current grandmasters or past grandmasters. When you get into that grand line stage, and I hadn't had anybody on the show that was in the journey of journeying through those appointed and then elected grand officer chairs. And, you know, you don't realize that you sit in your lodge and you go through each chair and you do your work and you move up and, you know, there's certain things that you need to get done to move them to the next chair and all of that. Well, it's the same thing in the grand line. You know, they, each one of them have their certain things that they need to do and they got to get it right. And, you know, you're not guaranteed to get appointed. And, you know, once you move into elections, really anything could technically happen. We normally keep everything moving forward, but anything could happen when you're getting elected. So it was really cool to get that perspective of somebody that's started the journey, but isn't at the finish line yet. And what he's thinking and what he's went through and, you know, he's kind of smack dab right in the middle. So that that's pretty cool. And, and other than that, you know, we just, I try to find, I I'm lucky enough that I talk to a bunch of people just normally. So they always kind of, it's almost like they're stunned that I'm asking him to be on the show. And it's usually just random. I don't, it's no rhyme or reason, which is, doesn't actually make much sense. I should have that out better, but it's how the process works and it's been working hey, so far. It works, man. Yeah. Yeah. So question for you. Sure. If you could do one of your episodes on this Traveling Man podcast with a historical Masonic figure, who would you bring on the show and what would you talk about? You know, wow. So many conversations to be had. That is. Oh, you, you have me stumped. It's right. a tough one. It's a tough one. I get asked this question a lot. What, and I sit answer? there and stumble. Yeah. Give it, me an answer. I don't think I've ever answered it the same. Okay. It, it, it's honestly one of those. Like, I think any time I've ever answered has been a different thing because it happens to be what my interests are of that moment. I want to have a conversation with everybody. I love to learn about all these individual brothers, their impact in history. Like it, it all plays to the yeah. larger puzzle, I guess. So, I mean, I'd, I'd want to talk to every last one of them. You as know, far as the main one, oh, good God, I don't know. You know, actually, it just hit me. It just hit me. So I'm glad you, you gave me a minute there. <laughs> um, we have an educational society called the Royal Schofield Society in yes. Ohio. And it's, it's branded after most worshipful brother Royal C. Schofield, uh, uh, past Grand Master of Ohio, Ohio, nineteen seventy-four, and actually from the twenty-fourth district of Ohio. I never got to meet him. He passed before I joined, but everybody said that he was one heck of an individual. And when they started, they started the Schofield Society in twenty nineteen, and you have to have a Oh, how many? 12, 15 different steps you have to get accomplished to be inducted into the society. You have to travel certain places in your district, outside your district. Okay. Um, you have to do different paperwork, different research papers, and then it all, cum- all cum- excuse me, cumulates 
Yeah, it's one of those words. I'm not going to get it tonight. You guys know what I'm talking about. Hey, that, that's why I told you in the green room beforehand. This is why we went live because <laughs> yeah. if that was recorded, that'd be like a half hour of me trying to right. get that right. Splitting that up, you know. But it all you have a masterpiece, kind of like your keystone that you, and it's completely up to you what it is, and it has to give back to the fraternity, and it has to be something that is meaningful. And I actually was able to get into i completed all those my master year in 2019 got inducted into the first class of the schofield society and when i got back to my home lodge our secretary had a bourbon snifter or whatnot and it actually had the grand lodge seal and it had most warfare brother royal c schofield 1973-74 and he said i'd been saving this because I knew you were going through this journey and I wanted to present it to you. He had these made when he was grandmaster and I saved one. So it sits on my, on my shelf with my Schofield medal and whatnot. And I think it would be really cool to have a drink with him in that glass and kind of just talk about what he went through. And he was a big proponent of Masonic education. To, so kind of see what he was about and, you know, so that, that would be a good one. A hundred percent. So sitting here kind of thinking more about mine in this moment, because, you know, like I said, every time I've answered this, it's been a million different ways. Um, but on my mind right now, I think it would be Prince Hall. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Especially if it could be in a matter of me today, like knowing today's world and and, and, and talking to him, I, I would love first and foremost, to be able to sit down with him and actually see what he looks like. <laughs> oh, yeah. we, we don't have that historical like knowledge of what he actually physically looked like. Yeah, um, sure. But I, I would love to just pick his brain on what yeah. he went through, on the variations, the developments, and then his opinions and thoughts on where Masonry's come and sure. where it is today. Like, Absolutely. What a beautiful conversation that would be. Yeah, what his visions for it was and what he thinks about where it went. That'd be cool. Yeah. And how wildly off course we are. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, it was so right. And then you took a left turn and <laughs> here we are. <laughs> no. I think uh I think we've got some really special stuff um in today's world with the various, I mean, there's so many Masonic podcasts uh, today. Oh. And, you know, a, a, as we were talking about kind of today being the history of tomorrow and, and preserving that, um, the beautiful thing about podcasts is, well, at least in the Masonic niche, um, everyone is trying to take different points of view. Right. So all these guys having various conversations about different things. I'm talking about history. You're talking about today. We got all these different avenues coming in that masonry is being preserved um, today in a way that it never has before. Absolutely. I mean, kind of that double-edged sword we were talking about. I mean, some of masonry's history is so well-preserved in thought out and crumpled up and rewritten five million times you know, pieces of verbatim verbiage. Right. Today we've got raw, real abundance. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And at the same time though, with it being so raw and it being so abundant, 
Masonic education has come out of that like never before. And we have had conversations to depth so many times over that I think we have uncovered to levels um, things that we've never delved in before. And we've got guys coming to Freemasonry already more knowledgeable in so many of these areas than so many of the, you know, top ranking nerds that we had in the past, sure. which is beautiful because it really challenges what we're bringing to the table. Yeah, exactly. So if I had to ask you, let's say 50 years from now, what do you think we can expect out of Masonic conversation and Masonic travel? How do you think it's going to be impacted and change? You know what? I, I think to some extent it will have to change, but I, I think I think there will be a continuation of what we're doing here. And I, I don't think that I don't think overall it's going to change that much because although, you know, the political field may be different or, you know, a sporting event or whatever's happening in the world at the time, Freemasonry is still there. We're still, we're still built on those same virtues. So yeah. even though the world may be wildly changing and podcast may, may go from, watching over Skype to watching in a neural net link or whatever. That's exactly <laughs> whatever. what I was thinking. Like, like all, it's going to be in your brain. Like all I think about is like, did you guys ever see Terminator? Like we're going that way. Like this is Skynet. I know it, <laughs> you know, but I, I think that even though the world will change and we have to evolve, I don't say we're, we don't not need to evolve. That has to happen. We still have to be relevant. We need to be out in front of people. If right. we stay behind our own doors, then we fade away into nothing because people, there's so many other avenues people can go and do that we need to be out there. But as for the conversations, I think that, you know, those will stay to an extent. That's beautiful, man. I, I can't wait to see. We've got a couple guys here talking about that very question that you and me just bridged about who we would go back and have that conversation yeah. with. Uh, we've got brother PJ Higgins saying Harry Truman would be a great one. He was yeah. a very active member. Yes. We've got brother Chad himself saying, I'd love to talk to Royal Schofield. I wonder that, or I wonder what he would think of the Royal Schofield society. That's sure. yeah, I mean, exactly like where it started, where it's come. What's, right. what's your thoughts? Like <laughs> those exactly. would be fantastic conversations to have. Uh, we've got brother uh, Ryan Longer on here saying mine would be George Washington. Sure, one hundred percent. You know, so I, I've I've told the story on here before, but when I had the opportunity to go up to uh, Attleboro, we went to the Grand Lodge of Massachusetts, yeah. and uh, brother Walter Hunt, the grand historian there, is an amazing guy. Uh, he's showing us around first showed us around this building that just seemed to never end. That place is amazing. Right. And we're digging through his museum and library down there. And I'm seeing all these, these books open with uh, uh, different old Masonic certificates and stuff. And, and I'm seeing a very common theme that I've seen before, but never in person um, where it's, you know, 
the seal and a lock of hair. I've seen it before, but I've never seen the old lock. I mean, these are, you know, <laughs> old Real documents yeah. and locks of hair. So we're talking about, and he's telling me, you know, it's like hair was a big deal in the time. And it was often a way of kind of giving yourself to the craft. And uh, then he flips open a book and shows me uh, an urn made by Paul Revere that has George Washington's lock of hair in it. I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, never, never knew that existed. I, I, I felt horrible as, you know, a history nerd didn't know that was yeah. a thing. And he's like, yeah, I was like, where is it? He goes, oh, it's downstairs. I was like, it's just, can downstairs. I see it? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> he was like, only grandmasters get to see that. Like once every so many years and it's, it's not a thing. Oh. And I see him go over and he asks this guy and I just hear no. And no. he looks at me. I'm like, no, 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 don't worry about him. I, I wasn't trying to, you know, right. Get anyone in trouble? Like 15 minutes later, this group of suits walks in and they're holding it. And he's like, come on over. Get out and of they, here. they hand it to me. Yeah, they take it out of the case and they freaking hand me this, this urn handcrafted by Paul Revere. Oh my and God. And they take the little top off. And sure enough, there's a piece of glass encapsulating a lock of George Washington's hair. My mind was blown. They let me hold this thing and get a picture with it. And, you know, I posted afterwards and everyone's like, Oh my God, I've only heard of that. I've never seen it. And you're holding, like, I didn't even know it existed until 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, that, that would be a cool conversation. George Washington, like, Hey man, I've, I've, I've held your hair before. Let's, yeah. let's have a chat. <laughs> wow. That's good. Well, we are coming up on the end of the hour here and we always do our nine o'clock toast. We're a couple sure. minutes till, uh, so right before the toast, I want to hand it over to you. Uh, any final thoughts uh, that you'd like to uh, bring up about the show, about the history you've experienced, or just anything? You know what? It's it's just been absolutely humbling, the, the amount of people that have reached out. And it, it gives me that drive to keep going, to keep spreading that light. And, you know, if I can spread that light to somebody that hasn't found it or to somebody that's you know, maybe they can't get to lodge because of work or whatnot, but they can listen to the podcast, enjoy masonry that way. I, I'm just glad to be able to do that. Glad to be a part of their lives and spreading the craft. That's beautiful, man. I'm right there with you. Let's see. Well, we're waiting on that toast. We've got a couple more uh, comments coming through yeah. here. We've got brother uh, Paul Phelps saying that he would talk to Albert Pike. That's definitely a conversation to be had. Uh, Brother Tim, Timically Klein saying Red Skeleton. Yeah, Tim. What's up, Tim? Four John City. Clark. John Clark on here saying, I have been to the Philadelphia Lodge. I have a wish for all brothers in having an opportunity to visit. It is a magnificent and most beautiful of lodges. Uh, you can go on the tour of the different rooms and in the tour with a visit to the museum. And I had to extend the text there. So I got lost at the time I was an entered apprentice now being a master Mason and increasing in knowledge while furthering my travels through the Royal arch. I'm eager to visit again and bring other brothers with me. That'd yeah. be fantastic. That's one I haven't been to in person. I, I definitely want to go see that. So brother Hall, you've got that up on me. Yeah. You need to do it. It's unbelievable. It's, it's really cool. It, you go to each one of the rooms. If you haven't, you might've already heard this. But each one of their lodge rooms, you know, they have three or four different imperfections. Like really? Things are done wrong because we're, we're not perfect ashlers. 
you know? So Dad, I like that. You know, like we, that. we were in the Egyptian room for Williamson Corinthian Lodge. And, you know, I'm trying to really be focused on the meeting. But the other half of me is looking at every corner. I'm like, all right, I got to find this before they tell me. You know, that's my, <laughs> you know, Indiana Jones in me, you know. But 100%. I didn't they had to show me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a beautiful concept. Let's see here. We got a uh, brother rain saying Walter hunt is a amazing historian. He 100% is. I've had some very nerdy conversations with brother hunt. He's a great guy. Uh, brother Chad or an original sword. Keep scrolling on me. Original sword given to Roos of Putnam by George Washington. Ooh. Oh yeah. Uh, brother Wells it. says Marinay Ross or David Thomas, Dave Thomas. Sorry. Yeah. Some great, great, great suggestions there for conversations to be had. Well, my brother, it's the nine o'clock hour. Traditionally on Historical Light, we uh, bring things to a halt with a 9 p.m. toast. Sure. Would you be so kind in uh, leading us with a toast this evening? Absolutely. And I have to bring up um, Tim Klein. I'm, I have a Forest City Lodge with one R Forest City glass that I got from their Brotherhood Night last year that I'll be using. And the toast tonight, I said it was a little bit uh, sci-fi-ish, and I'm on a Love it. I'm on a trek um, thing right now. So, to the undiscovered country, and for people that aren't trekkies, that's the future. So. Love it. Cheers to the future. To the future. Fantastic. Brother Hall, it has been a phenomenal conversation. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule uh, to come on and share a little bit about your show, your your history that you've experienced, the history you're preserving through it, and just thank you honestly for for all that you do. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for being for having me on the show. I'm absolutely honored and. So the same to you. Thank you for what you're doing. I get to, I'll throw my host hat on for a second, <laughs> you know, but, but, in, but in truth and not, you know, it, it's everybody that's out there. This is what masonry needs. We need to have people that want to shout it from the rooftops. And that's how we get some of that enthusiasm back and get other people enthusiastic and excited about it. hundred so percent. Well, before we sign off here, I think we need two more shout outs that are well earned here. Uh, for one, my wife, Yvette, she's always sharing out these episodes. Every time I go live, she's up there clicking away on the computer, getting this out to all the groups, uh, yeah. to helping us help Historical Light get out to all of you uh, clicking on. And I know you talked about the same as you're planning your episodes, you're, you're bouncing stuff off your wife and always having those conversations. And that support plays huge into what we're able to do, the time that we're able to invest uh, in these very shows. I want to give you an opportunity to give your wife a shout out too, because she definitely yes, deserves absolutely. it. absolutely. Th thank you, Bree. Uh, I appreciate you letting me do masonry. And um, I appreciate you knowing that it's something I love and it's something that's dear to my heart and going along for that ride with me. So thank you. Fantastic. Brother, thank you again so much for joining us this evening. And thank all of you for joining us live. Uh, Man, keep illuminating the past. We'll see you guys later. Go hit us up in the Historical Light Masonic Research Group on Facebook. Till next time, keep preserving history. See you guys.